They're calling it the new socialism. More and more Democratic lawmakers want everyone to get a basic income, even if they don't work. Free health care, free college, and more. Now, every night this week, Rob Schmidt is on Newsmax pushing back on the new socialism and its leaders like AOC and Bernie Sanders. Joe Biden's spending programs are already costing you trillions as inflation is soaring. If you care about your money, you need to watch Rob Schmidt tonight. Find out why socialism doesn't really work and how it actually can cost you a lot. Get Newsmax TV on all major cable systems. If your operator doesn't carry it, call them and demand Newsmax or you can switch. Also, find Newsmax for free on most streaming systems like Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. Or download the free Newsmax app on your phone and watch it anywhere. More than 30 million Americans are tuning into Newsmax because it's news they can trust. One. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com. With your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. We're back. Hour number three. I'm your host, Frederick Penny. Welcome to the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth. We're going to have a great time this hour number three. We are just... We're just cranking and cruising this thing. Denise Dirks, myself, I'm Fred Penny, Todd Kunin, and our producer, Cal Hunter, are here to entertain you first and then talk about the law second. Because the law is an entertaining thing, especially if we talk about the latest issues of the law and the latest things that are going on. But let me tell you, you know how many station managers go, Law talk? Isn't that kind of boring? No, not Radio Law Talk. The most important thing at Radio Law Talk that's not boring is our disclaimers. If you want to listen and enjoy life, just go to RadioLawTalk.com and listen and or read our disclaimers because we're asking you to seek counsel and we're not giving you legal advice. And we're also talking about general topics of law. But the most important thing you can do and always should do during the holidays is use us as authority at the Christmas dinner table or around the Christmas tree or at Hanukkah, whatever you prefer, and just use us as as the they say option. Absolutely. What's a they say option? Well, you know, here's the scenario, right? You, you, somebody's carving the Christmas ham. You, you know, they say that some of these hams have been recalled and a product liability could get you a million dollars. At which point you can then say, well, on ra- I don't know who they are, but on Radio Law Talk, I heard. There you go. That's how you use it. That's how you get rid of the they sayers, right? right? It's usually the in-laws. So the, that, that's the good thing about Radio Law Talk. Uh, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-529-7234. We're going to talk about some interesting things. We're going to talk about the – we probably won't touch on rust shooting. We talk. It, there's not a whole lot to talk about yet, but we're going to be following this, I'm telling you, for a couple of years probably. Um, you know, because there's nothing else going on with Johnny Depp. What else do we have to talk about, right? 
<laughs> or or Durst was going. I actually I like Johnny Depp. I like Johnny Depp. I would not Amber have been Heard. able to guess that. Let me tell you this. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. We always throw it out there. Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, Frederick Penny is here for a half day. I always say, not a full day. Maybe I'll even give you a full day of free, free advice and mediation services. <laughs> the bar's like, uh, you're offering free services. You're not allowed to do that over the air. The, the state bar, by the way, just teasing, man. Just teasing, man, okay? But but you can call Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and I can probably uh, you know tell you what to do. And if you just listen to me, you'll Can you bill him like a penny? I mean, can, No, can, I'm not billing anything. This is free. Oh, this, I'm not even asking for services. This is Fred Penny, the non-lawyer. I'm uh-huh. not asking you to tell him as a lawyer, as a friend. It's just a good friend. We're going to go out and pick some peaches or pick some oranges, sit on my swing, and Amber will be on one side and Johnny on the other. And I'm going to just look. This is what you need to do. The answer is shut your mouths, both of you, <laughs> and just move on in life because guess what? You know what? It's just hurting both your careers. You know, And that's, that's, that's what you need to do. I wish, that, I wish that I could transport to an alternate universe where that actually happened <laughs> so that I could see Fred after about an hour just put his hand up to his forehead and go, what the heck was I thinking? No, no, no. no. <laughs> These people are crazy. No, I will, I'll be holding Johnny's hand in my left hand and Amber's on the right as they sit on the, each side of me. Forming the connection. And, and I'll be talking to them. And, and then I'll give them flowers some, yes, all, all around And I'll them. give them some mandarin oranges from my house that will automatically make them feel better, right? And I have a bed of hot coals that we will now walk across <laughs> barefoot. <laughs> Well, who, uh, we know who you want to help out for free, right? Oh, darn. Well, hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, listen, I, I will state it again. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, if you are in any I – mean, I realize it was a tough year for Scar Joe and having to take on Disney and, you know, because of the whole shenanigans relating to the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus. And, and Miss Johansson, I, I'm there for you. I will be there for you. Mr. Lawsuit, she's the lawsuit she brought. You could help out. I, I, you know what? I'm just there. You'll for, carry the briefcase. I'm there for emotional support. I'll <laughs> let the lawyers do the heavy lifting. I'm just there. now, 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 Scarlett. It's okay. <laughs> Put your head on my shoulder. Then Todd woke up. Yeah, Woo! Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow, Radio Law Talk's got a lot of affiliates nationwide, man. <laughs> Maybe they'll come. All right, we're going to talk about Bill Cosby's latest legal issues. We're going to talk about a really sad case about a wrongful, wrongfully convicted individual that finally uh, was vindicated. Uh, we're going to get to the Christmas parade attack. There's some legal issues there. You know, the, the train wreck on the side of the uh, – I mean, I'm saying the wreck on the side of the freeway, the Jesse Smollett case, and then Britney Spears. We have to just touch on Britney really quick. Um, <laughs> but we only have one hour to do that, but – the thing we're here for is case or no case, Cal, so roll case or no case. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! <laughs> I only hope Denise can make it through the segment here. Okay, now, here we go. <laughs> Look, coffee. Now to Myersdale, Pennsylvania, where Wendy Sippel had a deal to buy a fully functioning radio station from her daddy for $10. She says she wants to use the station proceeds to pay off some creditors, of which Daddy has many. But the Federal Communications Commission said, ah, hold the phone, literally. You see, uh, Daddy Roger Wall pleaded guilty to a felony sex crime in which, besides other things, 
he sent inappropriate pictures of a former girlfriend online through his telephone, a communications device regulated by the FCC. Uh, in a weird please rape this woman plot. You've all heard about those. Kind of a strange thing. The felonious guilty plea of inappropriate or illegal use of a communications device makes Wendy Sipple's daddy ineligible to hold a communications license because it's a felony. Under FCC rules, he cannot own the license, nor can he sell it until the commission decides if they should rescind. Sipple and her daddy immediately sought legal counsel to say, well, see if they could sue the quasi-legislative regulatory agency, the FCC, to subtly pressure them to allow the sale, so as Wendy put it, so the innocent parties, the creditors, can get paid. So they asked their lawyer, case or no case? And I think, Fred, you get to go first on this one. Uh, I I could go first. Um, I'm going to say, huh, I'm going to say... Look, so I want to make sure I'm clear. He owned it by himself or he owned it with the daughter? No, he owned it himself and he wanted to sell mm-hmm. it to the daughter. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the FAA is FCC. Uh, F- I mean, FCC. It tells okay. me I like it's airplanes. Yeah. Airplanes. Um, the FCC is pretty tough, you know, and so is that an FCC rule? Because what I'm worried about is Cal knows a lot of stuff about the FCC and he deals with that all the time. I'm trying to think if he made this up. Um, I'm going to say. Uh, it's a case because it sounds like he had a felony sex crime case. He wouldn't. I don't think Cal would have. I'm getting in Cal's head right now. I'm not even talking about legal issues. Better take to, a canary. I, 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 no, a lot I'm, of dead birds in there. I'm trying to figure out what he's thinking. He would not bring it up as a sex crime, as some other crime. So I'm saying it's a case, and uh, Roger loses, and they pull his license. All right, fair enough, Todd. What do you think about this? Well. I kind of agree with Fred. I think that this is a case, but I'm going to say it's still pending. We don't know what the status is. As it is right now, no sale can go through, and they are waiting to see if the FCC will authorize it. But it is a true scenario, and the FCC is holding up the sale of this because of the facts you stated. Denise, you want to give us a quick answer in 30 seconds and then come back and elaborate when we get over the break? I haven't really formed my answer. Okay, we're going to come back after the break. (laughs) This flew by. We just start out and we've got to go to commercial. Sorry about that, but uh, we appreciate those uh, supporting Radio Law Talk. We'll be right back. That's kind of how the whole show's gone today. Just goes by very quickly when you're having so much fun, and we are. Stay tuned. There's more Radio Law Talk coming up right here on your favorite local radio station and always on radiolawtalk.com. We'll be right back. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes, sitting right in your car, wash a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack, I'll spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy, you'll be glad you was at the quick quack 
car, wash it on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck. Get on the road, come visit the dog. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Men. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. CGMs are the newest in diabetic technology. They can help you stay in range and manage your diabetes better. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. And delivery is free. Remember, if you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. Call 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Co-pays and deductibles may apply. 800-251-7560. That's 800-251-7560. Sponsored by U.S. Medical Supply. My name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Are you serious? Stop whining. This is Radio Law Talk. Uh, uh, uh. 
unfortunately. All advertising. For- yeah, we're all advertising too, but unfortunately, yes, we are serious. That's why we're here at Radio Law Talk, but we try not to be serious. Denise, you're going to go into uh, the issue of case or no case. Do you want to repeat what it was about? Yes. Wendy Sipen, I believe her name was, wanted to buy a radio station that her father owned. However, her father had a felony sex Conviction is what I heard, but I actually heard crime, but it's conviction. It was a plea. He pleaded guilty. Yes. And so the FCC is saying he does. He cannot own a radio station, nor can he sell that radio station. And so the question is, and the FCC put the cell on hold. So the question is, can the FCC put that cell on hold? Can they? It's, isn't it kind of an unconstitutional taking of someone's property without there being due process? And that's how, what I think the issue is. And unfortunately, I agree it's a scenario. And I do agree that it's in the FCC's hands right now. But I don't know if there's really a case just yet. So I'm going to say scenario, but no case yet. Mm. Well, just to clarify the point, the FCC can take the license, but not the physical property that surrounds the radio station. They can just take away the right to broadcast because the airwaves are owned by the public, as we all know. Right. So you want to know the answer to this? Yeah, yes. Todd says case. No, let's I, just go on. Says case. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, I guess I said case. I said a case, but he, no, he does not. Want, I, I think it's an actual case. Okay, well, here's what we have. Those of you who say it was a true story but no case, who would that be? That would be Denise. Oh, Denise, congratulations to you. Whoa, Denise. True story but not a case. The FCC administrative law judge has not yet set a date for any in-person hearings as to whether Wall's license should be revoked. But here's an update that just came in yesterday. The judge ordered some sort of paper appearance. Wait. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is not a case. This is the FCC administrative action. They did not sue the FCC. That was the premise I set up. So the judge ordered some sort of paper appearance, and the would-be seller did not show. So he's apparently lost his bid to sell the station because he didn't make it into court. Okay. As lawyers, we're going to argue here. So you said the word judge. Was a judge involved? Admit an administrative law judge that works solely for the FCC. So if you want to say it's a case, case. you're welcome to do so. Yeah, but the, the promise was, did the father and the daughter sue well, the, to enforce the cell? And the uh, answer is they did not. Right. I don't know, Todd. I, I think. I mean, I, when, when I a lawsuit was involved, and whether it's the FCC suing someone or them suing someone, there's a lawsuit involved, and a case, a judge was involved. Administrative judges are judges. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. You will each get one point. Yes. No, that puts us all at a tie. No, that doesn't help them. You got two points. Yeah, but you guys each get one, and that means you're two. So you know what? Tight. Let's well, talk. Well, talk. Let's just let's the let's re- no, no no. The ref made a bad call. That's the way it is, Todd. Yeah, I, and I we agree. live with the call. You, look, I would argue more vociferously <laughs> if it was at forty nine points, and this is what made me have to buy Denise dinner right now. But since we're just starting out, yes, I, and you I'll, know what? I'll let it go. It's like the, the Cal Hunter is the refs during the Saints game. That's what it was. <laughs> okay. That's all I know. He is the he is the Angel Hernandez of Major League Baseball. Yes, and we, we can look at the replay. Play and say this refereeing has to change. <laughs> this guy is that was not fair. But you know what though, we should have known better anyway. So that was case or no case, Cal. Thank yes, you. and congratulations mm-hmm. to all of you who played and those of you who played along and got it right. Congratulations to you.
And that's case or no case, the last one for our show. Yeah. So, Bill Cosby, look, I don't want to get – this. there's so much to talk about here, and we have gone over this over and over again. Please go to our website at radiolawtalk.com. Type in Bill Cosby, and you can read the whole – or listen to the whole history of this case. And I'm telling you here at Radio Law Talk, the three of us pegged it, that what happened in this case was not proper by the DA's office. It was improper because basically – there's a number of improper things we're not going to get into, but the main one was there was an agreement with the prior DA with Bill Cosby that they were not going to prosecute him if he went ahead with the civil action and testified. And he did that, and then the next DA that came in was elected, we decided to prosecute him, and you just can't do that. That's and right. that was basically what the appellate court said you can't do stuff like that. We won't even get into the conflict of interest that this judge had, by the way. There was a major conflict of interest that he should have disclosed, but that was another issue. And and that was the Pennsylvania Supreme Court that ruled, hey, he had an agreement. Your, Your office had an agreement. The fact that you're the new DA, big deal. Your old DA had an agreement. He detrimentally relied on it. You shouldn't have used it. And so now... That's right, Supreme Court. So, so now the DA that lost before the Pennsylvania Supreme Court that had previously gotten a conviction has appealed that to the U.S. Supreme Court, asking the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn that, which would effectively put Cosby back in jail if the Supreme Court took it up and agreed. Now, you have always said that if the defense wins and the prosecution loses, there's no appeal for the prosecution. But this is a different type of scenario. And can you explain that? Well, there's no appeal for the prosecution for wrongful acquittal. So, like, if it's at trial and a jury acquits and then you later find out, oh, the jurors didn't understand the standard or the defense presented this evidence or that evidence, yeah, there's, there's no appeal as far as that's concerned. If it is an issue that came up on appeal filed by the defense, the defense wins on appeal, then the prosecution can ask a higher court to overturn that appellate decision but not on issues that were necessarily a trial. Now, what Todd wants to discuss and what we will say, and then we'll move on because we're going to go to a break. Look, sometimes as a prosecutor, it's not about winning. Right, Todd? That's what you always say. It's about doing what's right. And we're not talking about doing what's right about the rape issue, but about the actual uh, technological agreement that they had with the DA's office. You got an agreement. It's done. Move on. Can you rely on a government official in their official capacity and their agreements made? You better be. And that's uh, what we all agree with here. We'll be back after this. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, a very sad case. Stay tuned for more Radio Law Talk. It's coming right up after we break away.
Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 Radio Law Talk. I like that show. Oh, come on. Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. So a lady by the name of Alice Siebold, the author of The Lovely Bones, um, was apologized to an individual that uh, in 1981 at Syracuse when she was a freshman, she had been assaulted by an individual and it was a it was a black man. Uh, she she stated, and apparently this uh, individual, um, uh, un, un, unbeknownst, was not really known at the time. But she saw a guy by the name of Anthony Broadwater Jr. walking through um, a tunnel at near Syracuse, and he and he just basically said a a basic thing to her, like you know, I don't know, some statement like. Hey, uh, don't I know you from somewhere? And she thought that that he might have been the one. And somehow um, uh, they put they they arrested him and and put uh, put him in a in a police lineup. And she didn't even pick him in the lineup. She picked another person in the police lineup. And the prosecutor still prosecuted this guy in 1981. And he all along said, I- "I'm innocent." And and apparently. They're now saying they – don't forget, 81, the, the science was very iffy and they used some sort of what what now the DA called junk science of some microscopic hair analysis that they convicted him on and her, I guess, supposed testimony – not uh, supposed testimony, um, but uh, 
he's fi- they finally found out that look, he's not the one. He wasn't the one that 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 ha- this happened. That at least allegedly, um, it wasn't a rape. It was it, a, it assault. Was, it, it was an assault. It was rape. It? it was rape. Yeah, okay. She, okay. It, it was rape, and and long a- or after she saw him and reported to the police. Now she identified him as the assailant in court. But you need but to understand. The lineup, the, though. But, yeah, but you need to understand. In court identifications are, are very flawed. I'm going to identify the person standing next to the sitting next to the guy who keeps jumping up and down, saying "objection, objection." You know, it, it's you know it, that is not as reliable as an identification when you have multiple suspects, either in person or if you have pictures of multiple suspects and they have to select one of those pictures. And when she was in that setting, she did not identify him. And, um, and so the, the conviction, what I thought interesting about this case is the circumstances that led to the prosecution ultimately are looking at this case to say, hey, maybe we convicted the wrong person. Because this author who wrote The Lovely Bones also wrote a memoir called Lucky. Or uh, was it Lucky or Luckily? And, uh, and that was supposed to be made into a movie. And during the process, an individual named Timothy Mukiante, who had signed on to be one of the executive producers, started comparing the memoir right. to what happened at the trial and was noticing significant gaps there and and things that just didn't pan out. So here's the executive producer of the movie is saying something isn't right. And so he hires, Mukianti hires a private investigator to look into this, ultimately determines not to make the film, but then provides this information to Blackwood's defense team Broadwater, uh, Broadwater's, Broadwater's defense team, and they take that to the district attorney, who then looks into this, and ultimately they decide to throw out the conviction. Now, now listen, this the conviction was like 1981, 1982. He served a bunch of times. He got out of prison in 1999, right. so he was al- he had already been out of prison for 20 plus years right. um, at the time of this exoneration, but. As we have seen often happen, and has happened here, that I mean, he was a student at Syracuse. He was there. This ruined his life, and he was it was he was a quote a quote rapist yes. for the rest of his life. They 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 noted. It, so exactly. this isn't exactly a set aside of his guilty. It's this is his... an exoneration. This is something that happens long after where they decide that he was found guilty for the wrong reasons that was improper well they took him off the megan's list or whatever it is not megan's list whatever the he's li- not on the megan's the law sexual. website so, or yeah i mean so for for example and for folks wanting to know here look he was convicted in new york well if even though he had been convicted in new york if he had moved to california for example he would have to register as a sex offender in california because the conduct that he is alleged to have engaged in in New York, where he was convicted of, would qualify as a registrable offense in the state of California. So if he came out here, he'd have to register as a sex offender. And, and that's tough. But all of that now, because of uh, the actions of his defense team and having the uh, conviction vacated, that all goes away. Yeah. But well, guess what? Oh, so, so he gets out in ni- 1999, but he's still, you know, a, a, a quote, convicted 
rapist, and he said, he, I couldn't get a job. I had difficulties getting jobs. Yeah. His whole life was ruined. Now, what, what does he have as a, I guess, as a, a possibility of, of uh, bringing a civil lawsuit? I, I, they haven't come yet, but I uh, wouldn't doubt something's coming. I know, and I think that was um, why the Lovely Bones author has come out and very, very publicly apologized and um, said she was very sorry for what had happened in his life and her part in it, and she called it a flawed criminal justice system. And it's interesting because, you know, will he go after her? Can he go after her when she's a, a witness and testifies in court proceedings? I, I would say public policy, just the overriding public policy of encouraging uh, victims of crime to come forward would dictate that she has no liability whatsoever in this case. Because if she had liability as an 18-year-old, and look, misidentifications happen all the time, and you got the cops that are telling you to do this, and, and you're there testifying. If she faced uh, monetary liability for her uh, providing testimony, even if it was a misidentification in a criminal trial, can you imagine the chilling effect that would have on anyone coming forward with a claim that they had been sexually assaulted moving forward if in addition to all the stigma and people are already embarrassed about it and, and, and they feel terrible and they blame themselves, now they're looking at the potential of being sued civilly for monetary uh, damages – because they were wrong in the person that they identified? This is a no-win situation, Denise. Yeah. Go ahead. But I, I'm basically, what about, let me jump on his side. This Here's a guy that did nothing wrong, a black man that yep. did nothing wrong, and yet he gets prosecuted and put in jail for 16 years, his life ruined, and it's because, well, you know, we just don't want to, we want to make sure people come forward with that. Well, I wanted to talk about quasi-judicial immunity because I do think that that would apply here. It, it judicial immunity, like not judicial, quasi immunity for testifying in a criminal matter. I do think there is some immunity. If there's no perjury, yeah, then I do believe that there's some immunity for her. I I, I think that the uh, the way to harmonize this so that her uh, she's protected from civil liability, but that he is also compensated for spending the effect this has had on his life is right. if there is a lawsuit that can be filed it's against the government the government's got to step in and take care of this because let's face it the government knew she did not identify the right person right. in the lineup right the government was the one that relied on a the junk uh, science junk science or science that later turned out to be wrong the government was the one remember she's not the one that sued him this is the people of the state of, of new york in this case versus this individual and the people of the state of new york if there's any liability are the ones that should have to Pay the piper, and they, so to and speak. they have a thing called victims of crime. And victims of crime is an amount of money. It's a massive amount of money in California. They've got it where let's say they have a drug dealer and they arrest him or her or whatever. And, and they have a uh, million dollars in cash. They put this in this victim of crime or they take their, their Bentleys or their cars away or boats. They, this is all a huge, massive slush fund. And I don't know what they've got in New York, but maybe they should use that for people wrongfully convicted and they get paid out of that victims of crime fund yeah. because they're victims they're also. Victims this individual crime. is also a victim. Yeah. I mean, 16 years. What would that be worth? And your reputation. What well, would that six, be worth? It's not just the 16 years. Since 1999, he can't get, get a job. He couldn't do 
anything. Nope, that's not. That's no, next. That's bed, next. Wrong next bed. Month. Sorry, wrong bed. Yeah, it's okay. We'll move on. I was getting excited about that. Yeah, you're that. getting excited. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the you know, look, we're going to talk a little about Jesse Smollett. We're going to talk about um, that, that Christmas parade attack and then Brittany. And then we're going to close it down and uh, wish you a wonderful week. We'll be right back after this. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump in there so early. I apologize. We've got a little time here, but I'll tell you, you're listening to Radio Law Talk, and we appreciate the fact that you're doing that and remind you that we are live every Saturday from 9 to noon Pacific time. Some radio stations don't carry every hour. Others delay the show until later. You can hear it live on Radio Law Talk at no charge, 9 to noon Pacific time. Or you can do our favorite thing, which is listen to your local radio stations. That's our preferred modality. That's why we get affiliates, so people listen to them. And continue. Radio Loft Talk continues in just a minute. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Med. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. CGMs are the newest in diabetic technology. They can help you stay in range and manage your diabetes better. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. And delivery is free. Remember, if you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. Call 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Copays and deductibles may apply. 800-251-7560. That's 800-251-7560. Sponsored by U.S. Medical Supply. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. 
Call Rate Genius now. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. That's 800-352-3308. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're biz to credit a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal, and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now. Oh, stop it. Are you serious? Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. We're back uh, for our final segment, man. Just hang on. Just those of you who are sitting here and listening to our three-hour show, man, you are the stalwart. Not because it's it's hard to listen to. It's fun. It's great. And uh, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate all those who listen to us. Look, um, this... Um, Christmas parade attack. Before we get into that, I, I want to make sure that we cover Jesse Smollett case. And and Todd, we were talking about it during the break. Why don't you get into some issues that are going on? It's actually at the jury, right? I mean, the jury's deliberating right now. I, I don't think the jury is deliberating. The prosecution is rested. Got it. Okay. And and it remains to be seen if the defense is going to put on a case or or if they're you know, they got to make up their mind. But they've broken uh, for the weekend. And the prosecution is rested, but not without some fireworks. <laughs> uh, so in the Smollett case, if you, those of you, uh, he claimed he was attacked by uh, people wearing MAGA hats and that there were homophobic slurs and a noose was put around his neck. And he was covered. He was wearing, by the way, he was wearing the noose when the, when the officers right. showed up. They're like, uh, can you take that noose off your neck? Oh, sorry. And yeah. he, he claimed that it occurred about 2 o'clock in the morning when he left his apartment to go get a Subway sandwich at 2 in the morning in the middle of the winter when it's snowing outside. So um, the investigation during the case later produced two brothers who claimed that they had been paid $3,500 by Mr. Smollett to stage this as a, an attack, and it was not a genuine um, attack. And the two brothers testified at the trial. The prosecution rested after the last of the two brothers testified. The testimony went along the lines of, question, Mr. Smollett asked you to fake an attack on him? Answer, yes. Pretending to be Trump supporters? The next question, answer, yes. So he could then post it on social media? Question mark, answer, Yes. And with that, you know, the prosecution is pretty much done. But here's where the fireworks took off, because obviously the defense counsel wanted to really cross-examine these two brothers, because that is pretty much the crux of the prosecution's case. And at one point during the middle of the cross-examination 
by the attorney Tamara Walker, that's Smollett's attorney, there were several objections that were sustained by the judge, requests to approach the bench, and finally the judge had the jury leave the courtroom, and the following back and forth ensued. The defense, Ms. Walker, as well as another one of the defense uh, attorney of the defense team, were claiming that the judge was not only making facial expressions uh, that were kind of mocking the defense, but but also that the judge at one point in time may have lunged at one of the lawyers, and and the judge was having none of it and saying, well, uh, you can't go into that line of questioning, and I'm not going to allow a mistrial, at which point Tamara Walker, attorney for Jesse Smollett, began sobbing, crying tears as she was walking pacing around defense counsel table claiming that she was not able to go into areas that were critical to the defense. And look, I, I realize you're in court and things don't always go your way. I've had plenty of experiences when I'm in court and stuff just doesn't go my way. But to break down and start sobbing in court, <laughs> that just can't happen. And how can a judge lunge at somebody when they're up um, you know, on the bench Sitting down and to lunge, they have to like literally either come around their desk or go over their desk and, and the bench at somebody. That doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I have no idea. But it, the tactic, for just if I'm reading the tea leaves, the defense yeah. tactic appears to be let's put the judge on trial for what the judge is doing. Because with this evidence, we're probably going to get a conviction. But if we can paint the judge's actions being so egregious, now we've got judicial misconduct on appeal that taints the conviction. And maybe that was our dry run. Maybe we get it remanded for a new trial with a different judge. Maybe we try this. And finally, the state just says, you know, we did it once. We're not going to do it again. And and they give Mr. Smollett a slap on the wrist. Something. it, It is an attempt to reach an outcome other than a jury determination on the facts of the case. And, and in this is particular case, too. I really think that he's going to have to testify. I just don't see how they're going to overcome these two witnesses. Yeah. yeah, these two witnesses' testimony is compelling to me. Um, they may try to say they're trying to get out of their own criminal conduct or, or whatever. But Copy um, the check. And the other thing that's important to note is that the record in this case is only written down by a court reporter. It's not a video record. So what's going into the record is these allegations of the misconduct of the judge, right? Yes. And so that's what becomes part of the record, not the actual video so everybody can see what happened, mm-hmm. you know, in the courtroom and 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 what became put and judges can't testify in their cases as well. Yeah, it's it's all based on the record. Now, when it comes to putting your client on the stand as a defense attorney, look, that's that, that that's that's a difficult determination to make if you feel that the prosecution has not proven their case beyond a reasonable doubt. That is probably the primary reason for not putting your client on the stand. I don't see to your and Fred's point. I don't see how Smollett's attorneys after this evidence could say, well, I don't think the prosecution's proved their case beyond a reasonable doubt. I I think the prosecution has, if no other evidence is presented. He has to take the stand because he's got to refute the testimony that he hired the guys to beat him up. He's got to explain why it is they have a $3,500 check from him. 
And, and now they were personal trainers, so he could probably say it was it was a personal training fee. It wasn't for anything else. Uh, you know, it's a whole host of things that he could probably say. But you're right. He's going to have to take the stand. Well, right. here, go ahead. But what I'm saying is interesting. This whole thing about the judge, guess who will be a witness? The other lawyers, the prosecutors, they're going to say, you know what they're going to say? They never lunged. She never lunged at him. And this is ridiculous. So there's going to be witnesses that did see what happened. If anything happened, those are going to be the district attorneys or the prosecutors. And I'll, I'll bet Nichols are going to say uh, defense is all wet. And we're yeah. all excited to see what was written in the memo line of the check. Assault. No, I know it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Wink, wink. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, that's where. So, really quick, Denise, you want to touch on that? Let me, Brittany. Or, 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 let me. Let's touch on Brittany really quick. So, conservatorship. <laughs> that's what you understand and you know what's going on now. They've they've submitted their bills, the lawyers, the conservators for for the court to look at it, right? And yes. determine And they determine the court determine determines whether or not it's reasonable. So, what's going that's on? That's right. So that well, that has already happened, and it, the court already has that under submission. And there's been no determination yet as to whether or not Jamie Spears or Lynn. Spears or, you know, other family members that are, yeah, or the lawyers are going to be, and even even the ones that provided security. I mean, all of these are part and parcel of attorney fees and cost issues in that case. So that's all before the judge, but has not been decided. Um, What is being put out there in the public is that Britney Spears' attorneys are aggressively seeking to pursue uh, wrongdoing claims against Jamie Spears specifically, and that that has not ended. And then, and the reason that this becomes relevant to the attorney fees part is because if they can show that Jamie Spears did some wrongdoing, then the court can deny his request for attorney fees. And remember, the requests for attorney fees are coming out of the estate. Of Britney Spears, exactly right. They're asking for almost two million dollars of all those, all these fees. That's a lot of money. But uh, anyway, we're we're wrapping up the end of this show, and and the most important part about the end of the show is people love what Cal. They love your quick takes, final takes on some items we discussed in the last three hours right here on. Radio Law Talk. So that's, uh, people seem to really appreciate that. And here it is. So, Fred, we're going to start with sure. you, if that's okay. Look, I'm not saying who's right or wrong or whether Elizabeth Holmes is guilty or not guilty, but I'm worried about protecting those entrepreneurs that are motivated and innovating because they're innovating because they want to change society and help society become more technologically advanced. All right, fair enough. Todd, what is your final take? You know, Jesse Smollett might have hit rock bottom at the close of the prosecution's case in chief, but if he takes a stand, that may be like pulling out some dynamite and blasting. I can go deeper. (laughs) Or did rock bottom hit him? And Denise Dirks, what is your final take? I have a prediction. I predict that the Supreme Court of the United States won't review the Cosby appeal because they don't want to undermine confidence in the government officials. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. I'm Frederick Penny, your host with Denise, Todd, and Cal Hunter. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182. Again, that's 800-238-9182.